you feel vindicated? Vindicated? I don't know. Ready and vindicated? I think you're thinking of uh, Vindaloo. It's a spicy Indian dish. Oh, no. Uh, you're thinking of... Ah, uh... oh, crap. I got nothing. Yellow? Yellow, Matt. <laughs> How you doing, Jody? I'm doing all right. How are you? Whew. I'm okay. It's... uh. I'm a little worn out. I just I just did my uh, my TRX routine, which means it's Tuesday. Okay, because you're 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 court you're alliterating your schedule by the days of the week now. That's right. It's TRX Taco Tuesday. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I. Uh, you know, I'm trying to trying to be a better version of myself this week. Um, just because I wasn't the best version of myself last week doesn't mean I can't be good this week. Uh, last week I did do TRX on Tuesday, but I did not get in a single run. This week I did run yesterday, even if it was, uh, even if it was on the treadmill, in- indoors. That's okay. Uh, I and mean, I TRX today. It was, it was rainy today, so. Yeah, today would have been a nice day to go run around the neighborhood, but because huh. I don't, I, well, I don't mind running in the rain. I gotta get running again uh, in sometime in November. Is the uh, the run at work day at hmm. my at my at my jobby job? Okay. And so I want I want to beat my time from the last two years. Yeah, you want to beat yeah. all those other corporate stooges. Exactly. Well, I won't beat all of them because some of them are really fast. Yeah, there's always uh, always a few. But uh, yeah, I, I I need to beat my time. I want to yeah. you know get well, shaped a little bit and beat my time. What's the distance? Is five k? Uh, two and a half miles, not quite five k. Okay, it's just the that's the way the route happens to work out. All right. What's your time, if you don't mind? It's don't mind like change. twenty minutes and twenty seconds, or twenty three seconds, twenty minutes and change. So I need to I need to break twenty minutes. That sounds beatable. Yeah, I can do it. I can totally do it. Yeah. All right. Good. Yeah, I signed up for along with a bunch of the a bunch of our other friends. I signed up for this inflatable five k thing. Do you know about this? I do not know what that means. By you know those those giant inflatable things that you would get for a kid's birthday party, like a slide and a bouncy house. Well, now they have adult versions. These inflatable obstacle courses for adults have become kind of popular. And there's this giant traveling one called the Inflatable 5K, where they set up a five-kilometer course that is at least partially run through these these mammoth inflatable obstacles. Okay, so it's not bouncy the whole way. I'm not really sure what to expect. Uh, the pictures make these these inflatable apparatus look pretty pretty dramatic, pretty huge. Uh, but there's no way it can be, you know, 3.1 miles of inflatable terrain. It's impossible, right? Yeah, that would say that would take too many too many pumps, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Huh. That, and interesting, I though. I don't know when it is, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go look at my calendar right now, but. Yeah, I, I definitely need to be need to be training a bit for that. So I've already succeeded at least fitness wise in being a slightly better version of myself than I was last week. So I so that's something. That's something. All right. So, so we got uh, we got Mr. Pieces evangelizing for us a little bit. Good. Yeah, he good. scored us a new listener apparently. Cool. Ah. Uh, do we um, I I know the answer before I ask, but uh, have have we worked out a, a pseudonym for this we, listener? Sadly, we have not. No, I was 
holding out hope for something to, to miraculously come to me on mm. the show, but we'll we'll work on it. Hopefully, she yeah. knows who she is. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, it's always it's always great to have a new listener. I'm sure she is diligently working her way through the uh, entire back catalog. And um, <laughs> I'm not going to make that assumption. No, I'm okay. I, I'm okay with you know just a new one. Yeah. I, I, actually, it's probably best if she doesn't. But yeah, always happy to have new listeners. So, so welcome, welcome to the welcome to the Trier family. And and talking of talking of the Triers, we got a lot of feedback over the last week. Some some nice stuff. Uh, yeah, it really was. I am constantly impressed that not impressed, surprised maybe is a better word that uh, that that people like to to hear us be silly on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we've we've got some pretty cool friends. Um, yeah, people really took some time to write us nice emails and and ask questions and and offer advice that uh, that is appreciated in this yep, case. Yeah, much much needed, much appreciated. And you you said that you felt motivated by this. You felt you felt a little bit inspired. Yeah, um, I was thinking back to uh, to my comment about whether or not the the show would go on after the twins arrived and. This, this was <laughs> these emails were motivating me to keep going certainly um, and you know our first PayPal donation didn't hurt either yeah how about that that's pretty cool so are we gonna are we gonna keep that anonymous or do we, do uh, we go ahead and publicize who, who made the donation well my my first thought was was to publicize it but I, I don't know do do we shape the other listeners that way no no I don't think yeah let's I, I she knows who she is and uh and and we really appreciate it. Yeah, along with a along with a great email. So, uh yeah, very cool. So, talking of which, <laughs> super cloak and dagger about that. Um I was I was reading an email from a listener who may or may not be the same person. Could be a guy. But it's not. It's a lady. Lady Sports Ball Esquire, in fact. She wrote us, and I, I guess because of problems with with Jody's typing, some of our some of our Apple listeners have not been seeing the new episodes because they wind up as old episodes yeah. because they're at the at the bottom. I'm sorry to put you on blast for that. Nope, but, totally my uh, fault. I uh, I fat fingered a date, which I've done before actually. Um, yeah. And so, and of course, the Android clients don't care. I guess. No, they just. Why? They just look at something they haven't gotten yet and, and pull it down so. and put it at the top. Yeah, because my yeah the the clients I have on on my my Samsung phone they um they put it at the top, but the uh, on on my uh, my other dingus my preferred podcasting dingus I had to go looking for it among the old episodes, which is which is curious. Don't yeah. really understand that, but hopefully this episode puts it back to normal. Uh, the last yeah. two forty five and forty six were a little messed up. If you don't see them. Uh, scroll down to the bottom. They might, they might show up as already already been listened to. Everybody loves to scroll, so yeah. Um, so sorry, sorry about that, Apple listeners. And to just to go ahead and get the surprise out of the way now, we will not, unlike all the other podcasts in the world, we will not be talking about the new Apple products. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay, moving right along then. So, Lady Sports Ball's feedback is an episode behind because she's she's just done listening to to 45 because of the uh, what have you and she echoes almost almost to the letter echoes Mr. Peace's comment about what was it about here it is being a parent is both easier and harder than you think yeah yeah that's the heart of that she had a lot more real specific 
uh, information that 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 I found interesting. I'm sure you did too, especially as a soon-to-be payment, but uh, parent that is. But uh, that was that was interesting that she so closely mirrored Mr. Peace's comments on that. Yeah, it was fun. It just you know makes me realize it definitely is <laughs> good advice. Yeah, and then. In episode 45 was when I asked you about raising the raising the twins in the church, and then that came up again on 46. And she she had a, a couple of notes about that. Um, and you you even said on the episode that I probably skewed more UU Unitarian than uh, than say Presbyterian or Methodist or whichever way you guys were leaning. Yeah. But uh, which I which is is definitely true. But she pointed out that. At her church, they'd have a scouting troop, and that that particular troop started meeting at their church last year when they were no longer welcome at a Baptist church because the scouts changed their policy on having openly gay youth members. Uh, did the whole organization change their policy or just this troop? Well, okay, so based on, on what she wrote, I, I looked into this because I had said on the show that I thought they were not welcoming um of gay scouts and that has officially changed. So the official, yes, the official line from the boy scouts of America is that they will, their policy is not to deny membership to anyone solely because of uh, sexual orientation. Uh, That's for youth, but they still maintain that anyone who is in their words an avowed homosexual. So anyone, an openly gay adult cannot have a leadership role in the scouts. And they say that that is specifically because uh, they don't think anyone who um, practices homosexual acts can fulfill their obligation in terms of the the scout law, which says that they have to be morally straight. Line in the sand has moved. It has moved, but they've still kept the old language about how a person who has committed homosexual acts can't, can't be morally straight. That that's apparently the line in the scout law. That anyway, so I, you know, so they're and they do specifically say that they never make any effort to find out anyone's sexual orientation, whether they're a leader or a youth. So it sounds like there's a little bit of don't ask, don't tell going on huh. there. But if you you don't have to look very hard to find cases where. People who actually worked for the scouts were terminated, or leaders were asked to to leave um, when it was discovered that they were that they were gay. So they're still, yeah, the line has moved, as you said. But the they are holding the line on anyone who is open as an atheist or agnostic. They are they will not take a scout who is atheist or agnostic. Not not at the moment, anyway. So. Right. More welcoming than I thought, yes. Not as welcoming as I would like. <laughs> <laughs> True. Lady Sports Paul Esquire also said that she wanted to be – I like this little anecdote. So I'm just going to read it. She wanted to be an astronaut when she was growing up. Yeah, I did not know this about her. Oh, well, I knew she was training as a pilot when she was 13, 14. I knew that she took flying lessons. Uh, and she visited a recruiter for the Air Force but was told that she could never be a pilot due to bad eyesight. And he also told her she would make a good secretary. <laughs> a good secretary. Ah, oh, jeez. Yeah, right? Ouch. Now she wants to be a space tourist. She says, I think it will happen in our lifetime. We may not have moon colonies, but we will be able to get out of our atmosphere and into space in a few decades. I, I think she's right about that. I think there's even, every reason to be bullish on 
on at least low-orbit space tourism. I think so, too. I agree with that. And while I'm excited about that, I don't know if I'm going to buy a ticket. Hmm. That you assume you'll just, like, win one in sweepstakes? Could be. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I do have good luck with sweepstakes sometimes. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I've won a, a, a very nice vacuum. Oh, yeah, right. I forgot about that. <laughs> and, uh... I won a portable TV when I was a young lad. You know, when you're a young lad, a portable TV is like, I mean, that's like Hogwarts level shit. That's like serious. That's oh, yeah. It was, it was fantastic. Even after I found out how many D-cell batteries it took to run that stupid thing. Yeah, that, that, that adds up fast. <laughs> really cuts into your allowance. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe I want a trip to the moon someday. Hmm. Or above the moon. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the last line I have to say in uh, Lady Sports Ball Esquire's email is uh, "Where's my coffee mug?" and and this is this is definitely my fault, not Jody's. So I will go ahead and say that I have not. I, I may have uh, I may have misplaced. Let's just say not lost. I've misplaced the index card that I need for that project. But I'm sure it's around here somewhere, <laughs> and I will I will get the ball rolling on the uh, the coffee mugs. All right, we, cool. uh, yeah. All right. So let's see other other feedback. Well, we got a we got a great email from TCL, which refers to episode forty six. He says he he can fix your bright light solution, your bright light social kitchen hour. Yeah, with a dimmer. Right. Do you have? But I I mentioned that you probably had some sort of you know communist LED bulbs that that wouldn't be dimmable or something. They are CFLs. Uh, so oh. the the communist fluorescent lights are in there. Yeah. Um, have you tried LED bulbs? They're pretty good. They're yeah, ex- I've got expensive. some in my office right now. I pick them up when they go on sale. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and they, they are nice. I like them. Um, I like them too. Way better than CFLs. Yeah. Uh, some of the same problems with as far as the color temperature of the light goes. You don't know if it's going to, you know, really what it's going to look like until you get it home and get yeah. it, uh, get like, it turned on. Yeah, that's true. But I, I like the ones we got in our in our in our bathroom. Really do the job in there. Very nice. So yes, I will be looking into dimmers. Okay. Oh, and they have dimmable LEDs. I don't know about CFLs, but yes, I know they are. They are much more dimmer friendly. Yeah. Okay. So on our focus topic, your fo- focus topic, <laughs> my lack of focus. Your lack of focus. Did you have any? Uh, did you have any luck with that over the last week or however long? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, taking a little time to to breathe and not uh, not try to to cram everything so close together. Yeah, you know, getting just a couple things done is staying ahead of myself at my worst. So yeah, yeah. sure, of course, yeah, yeah, and you know, and and TCL says some things in in that direction, but he also says that (laughs) he says for you advanced math and science guys, create an equation. You ready for this? (laughs) Create an equation using these factors: time it takes to complete the task or project, difficulty, satisfaction slash relief felt upon completion, and deadline. So, so we're supposed to um, we're supposed to put this into some kind of an equation. Yeah, that's that's a lot of terms, you know, and some of those could be quadratic. I think. So yeah, it we'll reminds me that. a little bit of the Drake equation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, link. If you're if you're not big enough a nerd for that reference, uh, there'll be a, a link in show notes. We might as well just link to the XKCD comic about it. But you know, I I don't know. I don't know that that's. That's sort of in the other direction from where I was going with my advice last week. 
trying to come up with an equation for what you should be working on <laughs> at a given time. Yeah. I, I, I was I was kind of trying to push you to feel a little bit more flexible than that. To not not feel like there was only run right answer, but there might be that some answers are are better than others. So. Yeah. I did like to like to see the terms that would go into his equation though. Yeah, that if is I, interesting. If I let myself, you're, you're right. If I let myself get too far into that, it's going to be bad. But oh yeah, you could, just think how much time you could spend on that equation rabbit hole. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a whole new kind. That's mathematical yak shaving. Yeah, and the, but but he does say that these are the factors he uses to work on his percolating task list, and he likes to think in longer terms. Plan for a week, one or two things a day. Success leads to progress, and progress leads to success. And that, I think, is absolutely true. Yeah. Do we have any other wonderful emails to talk about? Well, I'm not sure. I'm not quite done with this one. So my favorite part of TCL's email, I, you, that you're probably – I can literally hear you cringing over the <laughs> Skype. But he, he had a little section of his email about religion, and he asked, what do you think about being a non-religious but spiritual person? And – this struck a chord with me, particularly right now, because there's been a lot of talk in the sort of skeptosphere blogiverse about about this topic right now, mostly because of of Sam Harris, uh, who's got a book out and is guesting on a lot of podcasts and you know doing doing talks and stuff to promote his his book. And then there was another another blog that came across my transom this week about this same thing you know is there a kind of secular spirituality that maybe a lot of us sort of hardcore skeptics are are missing out on and i i i think there might be something to this so there's been a lot of and and in the in the skeptical community there's been a lot of sort of knee jerk pushback about this you know, like, no, we don't need a spiritual advisor in the skeptical movement. That's not what we do here, right? That's, you know, we're about empiricism and we're about what we can and can't know and being honest about the lines between those things. And, and, what, and you know, there's been a lot of that sort of reaction, especially of the 140 character variety, if you know what I mean. Ah. But yeah, yeah, that but, tends to go fast and furious sometimes. Right. And even from, from really famous uh, skeptics, I think I think Dawkins was one of the the main guys to uh, sort of reject this whole idea. But I did listen to Sam Harris on the Point of Inquiry podcast, which is one of the podcasts that the Center for Inquiry, which is a secular humanist organization that, you know, tries to promote rationality and skepticism and uh, secular values. It's one of their podcasts, a really good one most of the time. Sam Harris came on to talk about his book. His book is called, I don't know if we should plug it for him, but it's called Waking Up. And the idea is that, his the premise of the book is that a lot of people cling to their, whether they're new agey mysticism based or whether they're old fashioned religion based, a lot of them cling to these belief systems partially because they've had these transcendent spiritual experiences, whether that happened in a church or whether that happened in nature or whether that happened on a hallucinogenic drug, which he, he talked about 
extensively on the podcast, apparently. He's dabbled and, uh, and, and writes very honestly about it. Okay, so they, they've had these experiences, and the only people who accept them talking about them, the people who have the language to discuss these kind of experiences, are either the, you know, the mystical, new agey people, or the old-time religion people, and the skeptics and secularists are usually to, they just sort of reject these kind of descriptions out of hand, when, when we know that these things do happen in the brain, like, you don't have to be a, a you know, crystal-rubbing, mystical dualist to know that your brain has a circuit for making you feel separate from the world and making you feel like a self-contained entity in your body. Your brain has a circuit for that, and in certain cases, that circuit can be, well, switched off or manipulated, and you can have, and there are drugs that can do that. There are psychiatric disorders that can do that. In some cases, these things can be pathological, obviously, but they can also lead to, you know, really mind-blowing experiences that a lot of skeptics aren't really willing to to talk about or don't don't have the language for. And Sam Harris's point is that, and the the point of this, uh, let me see what this NPR uh, blogger is called. She is he or she? I don't actually know. Marcelo. You think Marcelo's a guy? No idea. I don't know. Marcelo Glazier in a blog on NPR called Science and Spirituality. Could it be? Which was not bad. I'll put a link to it in the the show notes. But they're making the same point that we need to not seed the ground of transcendent experiences that are commonly described as spiritual. We need to not just automatically seed that to the religious and the mystics. Meaning we the we the secular, we the the lovers of 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 science and reason. Like there's no reason to say that okay, anybody talking about a spiritual experience is talking about woo and they don't get to play in our sandbox. Well, there are plenty of people who've had the experience of you know, having like an out-of-body experience or having a, just having their, their mind blown in a certain way that, you know, it would be nice to be able to use the language of spirituality to talk about, right? People who find incredible awe in nature and in the, in the universe without having to resort to supernaturalism or mysticism, you know, whether it's looking at an image from the Hubble deep field or, or, or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Am I making sense? Uh, this Tons of stuff we don't know. Tons of stuff. Right. That can be mind-blowing in any which way. I, I mean, I had an experience not so long ago that I could easily describe as, as spiritual. We were in New Orleans for the 4th of July this year. And I was down at the riverbank. And the, it was the, you know, it was the, the fireworks display. And I was surrounded by... You know, there were probably a couple thousand people just just shoulder to shoulder out down at the riverbank, and it was my wife and I, and we were, we were sitting down, and we were really close to the river, and the barge that was firing the fireworks was just I don't know a couple at most a couple hundred yards offshore, right in front of us, and it was firing the fireworks, and they were going up and exploding right above us, and I, yes, I'd had a few drinks, but I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't smashed or anything. And I wasn't on, on anything else that would, would lead to a mind altering state. And just the, the bigness of the explosions and the sort of, 
there were kids running around and the the community and everybody was everybody was happy and i it just felt like this really perfect moment looking up at these fireworks where i totally felt like i was on drugs i felt like i was hallucinating <laughs> and it, it was it was a wild transcendent experience where the sky just seemed bigger than normal and the the fireworks seemed so impossibly big that they must be in my own head it was it was a really wild moment and i was kind of and i was awed by it it was just you know it was one of those moments and i i shouldn't and i don't think there's anything supernatural about it i know that under certain circumstances your brain will uh your brain will let you have one of these transcendent experiences and that was one for me that happened uh just a couple months ago it was awesome that's not too weird is it i don't think so no okay fine you know, because fireworks. Yeah, <laughs> so big. Oh my god. So, did you do you have a do you have an opinion on this? No, you're so you're you're. I don't know where you're at right now. You're so far away from <laughs> from. You know, what 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 church uh, what church I take my kids to that I I don't I don't know how to get you back. Okay, well let's let's try. Is it? I think that's what people tune in for though. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, let let's try. I mean, I, I can certainly imagine being part of a community that that gets together to have positive experiences and to have social relationships and be supportive of each other and maybe even dabble in let's say we I could go as far as say meditation. <laughs> Right? Because people have transcendent and spiritual experiences while meditating, and they don't have to believe in any kind of uh, mysticism or or supernatural forces in order for that to happen. Right? You know, I could be part of that community, and I could, I could, I could imagine finding that at I don't know where exactly, but maybe it's a Unitarian church. Maybe it's one of these. Um, what do they call them? Uh, in the media, they just call them atheist churches, but but, but that's not what they that's not what the members call them. I think I think we still have a functioning Unitarian church nearby. It's uh it's dome shaped. Is that one still around? I think so. Sunday Assembly. That's what it is. In the media, they love to just you know call them atheist churches, but they have these things called Sunday assemblies where people get together and and um, it has nothing to do with with God or gods, obviously. Okay. But so they, uh, so. You're potentially in the market for a Sunday meditation assembly. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I just, I, I, I just know that for a long time, uh, when I first started self-identifying as a hardcore skeptic, I was pretty dismissive of. I was, I was just as dismissive as anyone who said, "Oh, I'm not religious. I'm spiritual," as I was of. Uh, people who seem to have really old-fashioned uh, religious beliefs. And now this conversation is happening in the skeptical community because of the, these works I've mentioned and, and some others besides that I, I can put in the show notes. And now I'm not so sure I, I that my knee-jerk reaction is the right one. Like maybe, uh, you know, I think a lot of times when people say that, it's a very popular thing to say, I'm not religious, but I am a spiritual person, that... That it doesn't really mean anything. Oh, you know, I find I find spirituality in the sunsets. These, these people love sunsets, apparently. You know. <laughs> uh, well, well, I think 
I think maybe that you can have a sort of spiritual – okay, so if you – if what you mean by spirituality – I should have thought this through really. If what you mean by spirituality is a connection to something larger, well, that doesn't have to be something supernatural, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that you're, you're believing in some sort of supernatural mysticism or some sort of uh, cosmic consciousness, although I think a lot of the time that's what these people mean. And I, of course, reject the idea of a cosmic consciousness or of, uh, of you know, that we are in a created or intelligent or creative universe. But on the other hand, you could think in a very spiritual way and have transcendent experiences around just the grandeur of our natural universe. Yeah. Right? So I think I, think I just ought to think this through – some more, since obviously I'm all over the place <laughs> right now. But I think I want to think this through some more and um, and decide if I really want to be so dismissive of that as a concept, at least, you know, from my own life. Like, I, I'm probably, if things go well, I'm probably going to keep getting older for a while. And, and my opinion on this and many other things may change. And my need for community may change in a way that, I didn't anticipate when I decided I was a hardcore skeptic a few years ago. So I don't know. I think we can leave that there though. <laughs> All right. Good. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> we did get a couple su- suggestions for future topics. Do we want to, no, nah, we'll just, we'll just leave those. Well, you know, real, real time future topic suggestion mm. from my partner is, uh, mm-hmm. How how awesome Medicaid has been so far. Thanks, Obama. Yeah. No, really, thanks, Obama. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that it that predates Obama, but whatever. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a state of Florida thing, but uh, she had her first WIC appointment today because WIC huh. benefits come with it, and uh, yeah, we're uh, we're gonna get some uh, some free food out of this deal, and uh, you know, free formula and baby classes, you know, okay. some, some training for yours truly, who, who much needs it. Right. So. Yeah. Are there are there specific ninja Lamaze classes? Oh, that's a good question. I'm gonna look into that. That's on my card. Okay. Yeah, write that down. All right, cool. So, what would what would the topic be? Just that you know that having a social safety net is uh, well, kind of awesome. I, I honestly, <laughs> uh, selfishly, the topic is how guilty do I feel about this? Okay, interesting. Yeah. Well, do you? Do you feel guilty, Jody? Sometimes, yeah. Why? Uh, my first reaction to her saying she was going to apply for it was, oh, our household income is too high. We're never going to qualify. Like, you know, we don't really need it. Yeah. Probably. But we got it. It's here. So, well, so you know, all right. I'm going to turn it down. Well, I think you would I – would, I, would, I would say you should only feel guilty about it if you use it in a – in a way that's not very forward thinking, you know, if you sort of sort of squander it, which I mean, I don't mean just letting the government cheese go bad. I just mean like, <laughs> um, perhaps if you think also about on this, my card, clean out refrigerator. <laughs> if you think about this uh, strategically, you could think, all right, well, this this frees up X number of dollars, which we can use for. For for why, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Uh, and that I have been thinking about that lately uh, because I, ha- I I need to do more research. But man, Florida prepaid scholarship 
doesn't sound like the good deal it used to be anymore. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, don't, I don't know anything about this. Uh, so, yeah. I guess I should. Yeah, maybe you should. I don't know. Um, you know, we've uh, been telling people what we've got with the Medicaid. And that, it's, it's been good. All right. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't feel guilty as long as you can think of how to use this in a way that, you know, gives you and your children's a little a little jump start in some way, yeah. you know? So, and it's, uh, it's not really like I'm taking something away from somebody else. Uh, no. Again, this is, a, this is a lighthouse. Yeah, it's a public good. There you go. Yeah, more valuable than churches, according to Ben Franklin. Huh. That's a paraphrase quote. Ben Franklin's going to get me in trouble. All right. He was a rascal. Yes, he was. All right, what else we got? We, uh... We should probably save the the podcast patent troll for our legal episode. Oh yeah, I didn't mention that, but uh, Sportsball Esquire has, has taken up the challenge, so Yeah. We're gonna That's we're exciting. Gonna do that. That's gonna happen. We're throwing around dates. Yeah. We throwing around dates. We gotta figure out how to record it, whether it'll be a, a live or a, or a, an internet call. Triple, triple I don't ender. really fancy editing what's that? You said it could be your first triple ender. Yeah, I don't really fancy the triple ender, if I'm honest. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't think I'd like a triple ender. You want, you want another time base for Drift on the show? That'll be great. Oh, God. Please, no. So, yeah. Okay, so we'll save the follow-up about uh, the patent trolls and Adam Carolla and the Electronic Frontiers Foundation <laughs> and their fight against Personal Audio LLC, who's been suing pat- podcasters. We'll save that. On the show. In the text file. Yeah, I've, started, okay. I've got my, my legal episode text file started. Good. I got a card as well. All right. Oh, so here's where we ask our listeners to get their questions in, right? Yeah. I mean, for, for the legal episode. So that that is coming. So at, at your convenience, listeners, doesn't have to be in real time. You can <laughs> you can send us questions for the legal episode, which uh, how long do they have, do you think? Probably until... Uh, you know, probably the end of this month, uh, or thereabouts. September. Yeah, I, I would, I would guess a little longer. You I guess a little guess. longer. Yeah, well, she proposed a, a September date. You don't think that's gonna happen? I don't think it's gonna happen. We got to okay. do a test call. It's, it's gonna be complicated. We just have to get the same place and use the other dingus. It'll be fine. All right, all right, all right. Well, okay. Fresh batteries. Fresh oh. batteries. So, <laughs> listeners, alyt.show at gmail.com. We want to know your your legal questions for Lady Sportsball Esquire. Yes. We'll already be talking about patents, so we got that covered. Everything else, yeah. we need your suggestions. Uh huh. And that's the future episode. This episode's notes. Yeah. You can go to gtradio.net. Slash a l y t slash four seven right right some great links <laughs> to things uh, talking of which uh, you you liked the XKCD last week huh yeah it was wonderful he was writing code comments to himself his future self I've definitely done that yeah um, you know I just it just popped back into my head that I think at one time TCL gave me a green index card. That said, how much do you trust your future self? The answer, of course, <laughs> being <laughs> very little. <laughs> I thought that was a topic suggestion from Mr. Pieces. Uh-oh. We've got our... Oh, no. We've got our serious listeners all mixed up. Okay. We'll, we'll sort that out. I did I did actually, because you were, you were a couple minutes uh, tardy 
this afternoon. I did start flipping through this massive stack of index cards I have here next to my my podcasting desk. It's it's pretty ridiculous. I think we could play a game. We don't have time on this episode, but I think we could play a game where I at random pull out an index card and read nice. some random phrase from it and you try to tell me what episode it's from. Oh, that's going to be so hard. Yeah, I like that idea. See if you snap a pick of the stack just just to, you know. Okay. I want right. I want I want to see how tall it is. All I right. think everybody wants to see how tall it is. Everybody wants to see the stack. I agree. All right, so picture of the stack in show notes, listeners. Yeah. Aren't you excited? Oh, by the way, you're not on that, that particular social network, but I put up a video of TCL's uh, progress on the Watchwinder project. Yeah, it's coming along. Yeah. Oh, so you did see the video? I saw, No, but I saw – I was at the workshop on Friday. Okay. This Friday passed, so I, I saw his progress. It's wonderful. I was wondering if you made it to the workshop on Friday. Yeah, I was thinking of getting to the workshop one of these Fridays. I got to do some maintenance on my on my vehicle, but yeah, I'm very excited uh, that the the Priceless Projects LLC watchwinder is is coming to fruition soon. I uh, I'm tired of winding my watches by hand like an animal. <laughs> Oh, and I think it's gonna look, it's gonna look so cool. So I, I will try to figure out how to, I'm sure it won't be too hard. I could put that video in the show notes as well for, for anybody who missed it. Okay. What else we got? A tiny bit of, of parenting fake follow up, I guess. Okay. So, you know, I'm freaking out about being unprepared. Oh, I hadn't noticed. Okay. But maybe some of our listeners did. I'm not sure. Um, (laughs) but I, I realized I could, uh, you know, leverage, one of my core competencies as a podcast addict. Okay. And start hunting down parenting podcasts. Hmm. So I, uh, the first one I'm trying out is called Nerd Parents. It's listened to a couple episodes. It's been okay, you know. Nerd Parents. Okay. I'm gonna hunt down some more. I'll I'll talk about those. I'm sure right. later on. Okay. I I think you could get a lot of solid parenting advice from You Look Nice Today. That's true. I should go back. <laughs> I should go back in the in the in the back, back catalog the there. It's yeah. a damn shame that there aren't new episodes coming out because, God, that show was funny. And what, one of the last couple when uh, – was it Adam that announced uh, his wife was pregnant and just that, totally derailed the show? Oh, man. That was oh. – So good. I, I like His main point was that he was the only member of the family whose participation was strictly optional, that he could, <laughs> he could just leave it. He could walk away at any time. Nobody else really had that option. Oh, man. <laughs> see, that's that's – Classic parenting advice. You want to make sure that everyone else in the family understands that. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I understand you have a serious have, follow-up and main topic. Yeah, I have a little bit of my own story time. Okay. Last Wednesday, I think, almost a week ago now. Okay. I get a call at work from my spouse saying. You need to come home. I think the cat's dead. Oh, my God. Yeah. She was in the shower. She don't. Know, she doesn't know what happened. She didn't hear anything. But the dog got a hold of the cat. And so the cat's no more. So Holy s***, Jody. I'm so sorry. Yeah. It, you know, it, it's weird not having the cat around. It's even weirder. That the dog did that. I mean, they, you know, they would have a, a throwdown every once in a while. Uh, he never got a hold of her for very long. 
So I don't really know what happened. Um, judging by the amount of feline feces that was sprayed about and the you know claw sheaths I found while cleaning up, I think she put up a fight. Oh, uh, Jesus, but horrible. you know there was no there was no blood. There was no obvious you know trauma. So I don't I I don't know what happened. But that was that was pretty crazy. Um, and uh, I think the way I when I saw TCL at the workshop on Friday, the way I phrased it to him was, we were still plus two babies, but now minus one cat. Um, and he was a little bit confused by that because <clears throat> either on the last episode or the episode before, I had said my sister-in-law was going to take the cat. So right. he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, you know, you spoke about that. You're, uh, you know, I knew about that. I was like, what? Both <laughs> both my wife and I were were confused by by his reaction and then had to tell him what really happened which was mm. yeah um and crash dog murdered your cat yeah oh my um, god oh that's horrible so man the yeah the last thing i needed from that dog was more more doubt in my mind whether or not i could keep him around yeesh once the once the twins were here um okay so that was you know middle of last week that's been weird. It's been sad. Um, yeah. Saturday oh, man. night, then, we're in bed. The dog is completely agitated, barking, throwing himself against the window. Something's in the yard. Is it the ghost uh, of the cat? Well, well, dude, like, I, I, I think I've been having dreams about that, you know? But the dog was definitely agitated, was not letting us sleep. I'm looking out the windows. I'm turning on the spotlights in the backyard. Can't see anything in the backyard. <sighs> you know, um, spouse and I agree. Each, you know, at least let him go out and chase away whatever it is, or at least sniff around and see that there's nothing. Uh, so I let him out. He immediately bolts into the corner of the yard. The story's going to get worse, isn't it? And grabs a stray cat. Huh. I don't think I've seen this cat before. Uh, you know, he now gets it pretty well all around the yard. They're fighting, and I finally get him, you know, pull him off of the off of this poor cat. And the complete opposite corner of the yard is to where it started. You know, get him back inside, and now there's this severely wounded cat oh in my, my yard God. at, you know, I think. 1.30 in the morning. Which night was um, this? This was Saturday now. Oh, God. So, I oh, I was just ready to lose it. Um, I was definitely glad my, my wife was here to you know, help me think through stuff. Because it was just it was just so strange, you know? Why, <laughs> after 13 years of having this dog, why is this all happening now? Um, you know, it's just a seems like a strange pattern. I guess there's not really a pattern, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, so this this cat was not getting up and going anywhere, um, oh, but was still with it and alive, very much alive. So we ended up taking it to the emergency vet. And uh, I mean, what else are you going to do? I, yeah, I would have done I, the I same know. thing. I mean, 
and this this emergency this overnight emergency vet I've been to a, a couple of times now. They they are they're pretty great. And so you know they have their stray release form that you sign, and we donated donated a little bit of cash right to them. Um, they said it had a microchip, but you know don't know if anybody's on the other end of that microchip. Oh, so jeez. Yeah, that's my that's my story. Um, it's been, it's been really weird. Yeah, when you mentioned dreaming about it, I I've had this experience literally every time I've lost a pet. Of each time I've said goodbye to a cat, uh, there've been all these vivid dreams and the you know the sort of corner of your eye hallucinations you get. Oh, I've been I've been getting uh, that in a big way. Makes- um, and with the with the stray cat in the backyard. You know, once we once we had it and wrapped in towels in the laundry basket in the car on the way to the vet, you know, it, it's it's plaintive meowing was uh, no. hard to distinguish from uh, from my cat. So, oh man, it was rough. Jeez. So yeah, um, I'm <laughs> pretty sure the dog cannot stay. Oh my god. Um, well, I don't know. Don't know where he's gonna go, but. Uh, I I mean, it's like he was doing you a favor by making the decision easier. Uh, I don't know. I I kind of wish that <laughs> the cat I knew had had at least gotten gotten to my sister in law's house first. Yeah. And, oh man, yeah. I'm so sorry, Jody. That's terrible. This is um. So second second pet losing trigger warning episode we've had now. Yeah, I should probably put that in the show summary. Ugh. So it goes with with the animals. Yeah. It's part of the deal, and I mean, it's it's extra bad because it's because it happened violently, and because it involved your other animal who you also love and have a long relationship with. Uh, must be a lot of cognitive dissonance there. Our brains, our brains don't like that dissonance. Yeah, I've been bouncing all all over the place about it. Well, have you started thinking about plans for the dog? I mean, a little bit. Um, and talking to my mom, she she did volunteer to take him, uh, but you know she's gonna she's gonna be babysitting a lot, so that's not a uh, great solution. That's problematic too. Yeah, uh, and she doesn't have a good closed-in yard to let him out into either. But uh, you know, and I, I know my in-laws would help out as well. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, babysitting. Right. So, I don't know. You know, and I, he, he's a he's a enough of a problem dog that I that I can't just pawn him off on a stranger or yeah feel, feel any kind of good about putting him on Craigslist. No, he no, and no, that would be crazy. I mean, he'd be one of those poor dogs that just keeps getting dropped off back at the shelter. And who knows what damage he would do if he was in a, you know, with a stranger. Yeah, that's, that's, that is tricky. Well, I guess, um, uh, listeners, <laughs> help? I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what to say. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if no help is forthcoming, more of, more of the same emails we got this time would be excellent. Aw. 
Now I know what Mr. Pieces meant on the social network when he said sometimes animals live up to their names. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so, that's... Uh, that's my bad story time. I don't know. We're we're kind of close to your out, your out time. Do we need to, I, I, we need to button it up? Do well, we to, well, good God. I mean, we can't work just... Work our way back to a joke before we button it up. <laughs> I don't want to make a joke now. I... I... Oh, but I feel like we can't, we can't just, we can't land it here, can we? I don't know. Do you have a sad ukulele? Uh, 